Wednesday. How are you looking? The Bill Michaels Show. At you today. I am uh, excited. We're a week and a day away from Brewers opening day. Can't wait. Can't wait. As we had uh, found out yesterday, Corbin Burns, he's your opener. Uh, Here's the thing that people are like freaking out. I don't know why, but people are. Oh, my God. Brandon Woodruff has started the last two years. Oh, they've had success. Don't mess with it now. As if there's some superstitious curse now that's cast upon the Milwaukee Brewers because they chose Corbin Burns. I I don't look at it that way. I Like, yeah, they didn't win a World Series. Your success is only based upon what your expectations are. And my expectations going into this season are, I think this team has the potential to get to an NLCS and possibly win themselves uh, their way into a World Series. That's just me, but... People are freaking out. Oh, my God. Craig Council's messing with the baseball gods. It's the unwritten rule. Ah, stop it. Uh, I'm sure they're fine. They're gonna, he's going to create tension between Burns and Woodruff. Are you kidding me? Let's, let's all do this. Let's step back away for just a minute, okay? Just take the strap off the head. Take, the stra- take off the five-mass skull bong. <sighs> Breathe out. Put it down. Put it down. You know, let the fire go out. Quit breathing in the fumes. Relax. So (laughs) I had a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine who lives in Cincinnati. He has become a Brewers fan because, well, let's face it, the Reds suck. So he texted me. What the hell is counseled? I'll I'll read it to you. This guy is my buddy. He says, where's it? Hang on it. Hang on. Hang on. He says, uh, he says, what the hell is council doing messing with the baseball gods? They've had success the last two years in a row. We would kill for the postseason. He is changing it up. Why do that now? <laughs> Just like, dude, dude, go back to the Bud Light. Sit down. Sit down. If you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Relieve yourself. Relieve yourself. Just breathe. 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 Ever since you lost Sonny Gray, your world sucks. So just breathe. Take it easy. All right, you good? You're like when Bill Murray got hit in a bean sack and he was kind of breathing out of the side of his face. That <laughs> Just breathe. Right? Okay. There we go. Hot start. Just take it easy. <laughs> did you think when yesterday they announced that Corbin Burns was the starter that people would freak? No. I would think that people would get mad because Council will take him out after five innings. But the fact he's starting <laughs> the game, I who cares? Good right? for him. I'm, I'm excited for him. There you go. Yeah. But he's going to pull I, him I, after I, five and a third. Yeah, he'll 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 pitch about you know. Well, then again, unless he gets up over eighty five pitches quickly. But uh, I gotta th- I gotta uh, think that the way he threw the other day, uh, what was it eighty eighty five eighty six pitches or something like that in five innings? Yeah, he'll probably get to about that amount, and then they'll they'll go ahead and pull him. But uh, but yeah, I never thought that that would be anywhere with everything else that's going on. I never thought that would be the level of consternation. And, and and I get it. Brewers fans are excited. Don't mess with what's working. We've got an opportunity. I think there's a lot of people, This and this has become, and I understand it. I, okay, I'm not saying that I don't, that this is crazy, because I, I get it. I'm completely in that same boat with you. The problem is, in doing what I do for a living, you have to live between fandomonium and reality. 
Okay, and and that's sometimes really hard because there, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you know when when you have too many to drink. And then your buddy says, I bet you couldn't walk a straight line. And you can, but you do it very tediously. Okay? You do it just to prove you can do it, but you know you're hammered. Right? You know it. So that's kind of like where I'm walking right now. Because on one side, it's like, relax. Brewers, on. if you look at this team on paper, they're a good team. They've they've added some strength. They've added some depth. Keston here is having a hell of a spring training. Hopefully that translates into the regular season. There's a lot of things trending in the right direction. They've got guys locked up. Haters back. The back end of the bullpen's good. Devin Williams kind of recovered from that broken hand. Dumbass as it was. All this kind of stuff. Everything's trending in the right direction. So just just relax, okay? Um, but I get it because we have been trained. To fear failure, not to be excited about the positive, but to fear failure, thus in setting our own self up emotionally to take the blow that is defeat. So the passion and the pain don't overwhelm us when the ultimate of Wisconsin sports happens, and that is failure. And and, and not remembering to, one, enjoy the ride, and two, there's only one champion. At the end of the year, no matter how many teams are in it, every fan base but one will feel the pain of failure. So it's easier to set yourself up for failure to say, ah, told you so, than it is to say, they got a legitimate shot. Let's be positive. So I get it. But this is not one thing to be worried about. Just relax. Just take it easy. Breathe. Put down the five-mass skull bong. Quit stuffing grass into the skull head. The ceramic skull head needs to be removed from the coffee table. And just just take it easy. You need to see some sunshine. Open the drapes. Let the air out. Let some fresh air in. It's going to rain. It's going to smell crisp today. little thunderstorm overnight. Wake up. Relax. That's all you need to do. Uh, By the way, Corbin Burns talking about being named the starter on opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers. Take a listen. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's going to be one of you know maybe 32 or 33 this year. It's you can't can't make it something bigger than it is. Um, At the end of the day, you're still out there playing baseball, still trying to execute pitches. That's it. (laughs) That's it. He's like, it's it's a game. It's a game, people. Uh, It's an honor. Whatever. It's a game. Still got to go out and throw the ball. Got to make pitches. There you go. There you go. <laughs> just, for everybody that had consternation over this, he just basically said, why? What, what, what's the deal? It's, it's a ball game. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my goodness. Bucks get a nice win last night. They uh, they knocked off Joel Embiid and company. Giannis, block, block, as time winds down. Dropping 40, coming up D. Ben, what did you find yourself doing last night? Which, which direction was your gut? Where were you rooting? I had a lot of fun watching a really good basketball game. So you're not even going to dive into the pool, man. I'll dive into the pool. It was, it was okay. impressive. I mean... It's reached the point where Giannis, whenever he wants to, can just do things like that. Put up 40 yeah. and whatever else he had and pretty much win the game. He, I think he scored 17 straight 
in the third slash fourth quarter. It's, I, I just love mm-hmm. watching him. It's impressive. I don't know. It was a closely contested game, and I hope both teams had fun. It was uh, it was a good one, without a doubt. Good one last night. Bucks get a nice win. Uh, they gain that uh, tiebreaker against the uh, against the Seventy Sixers. Now um, they continue to kind of hang on to that. So now, where do you want the Bucks to be in the uh, when when they go into the postseason? Where do you want the Bucks to be? Uh, I'm not even positive that Brooklyn is going to make the top eight. Brooklyn does. <sighs> You know, they, they went toe-to-toe with Detroit. Where do you want the Bucks to be when it comes to the uh, the postseason? Because Brooklyn's sitting at number eight right now. They're only a game ahead of Charlotte. Atlanta is uh, the number 10 seed right now, nine and a half games back. It's unbelievable the fact that the Heat are in the top spot. Bucks are only a half game back. And Bucks, by the way, have the toughest schedule from here on out. In the Eastern Conference, the t- per- percentage-wise, the Bucks have the toughest schedule. Uh, Boston's a half game now behind the Bucks with Philadelphia losing. Philadelphia is a game behind the Bucks, half game behind Boston, and then it goes on from there because then you got the Bulls, which are uh, th- uh, three and a half games behind the Bucks. Toronto, uh, four games behind the Bucks, and it goes on from there. But where do you want the Bucks to be? Do you want the Bucks to be the number one seed? Two seed, three seed. Where would you like the Bucks to be when this all comes to a, a a head before it's all said and done? I tell you, is there anybody right now, as a Bucks fan, that you fear? Anybody? I think the Bucks are first of all the the cream of the crop right now in the East. There are two teams that that would would bother me. I think Miami won. I think Miami's pesky. I, I, you know, even though we've seen the, you know, Spolstra Butler meltdown and and we've seen that, maybe that thing's ready to, to, to go in a different direction. But I give them credit because they've rebounded after that, pardon the pun. And they've gone on to play winning basketball. I think there's something to be said about Brooklyn as they hit the ground running coming into the postseason if KD, Kyrie, everything starts to get trending in the right direction. KD, it just for whatever reason, uh, that guy just heats up. Uh, when Much like Giannis, I think KD can heat up when he wants to. Now, the one thing about Kevin Durant, he's got a chip on his shoulder from toe on the line last year. Because had he not had a toe on the line, things for the postseason would have ended maybe differently for the Milwaukee Bucks. So now we uh we wait and see what kind of chip on their shoulder if indeed they play Milwaukee early on in the postseason early on in the postseason i think just my my own take on all of this i think the suns uh when they get chris paul completely back and he's in the groove and he's healthy i mean they've won eight straight i mean phoenix just looks to be the cream of the crop phoenix is they're on a mission they're on a mission for and that in the finals Yes, with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Giannis, yes, playing good basketball. I think it's, um, I think that is a power. But with what Phoenix has, they can score from anywhere at any time. And I think Phoenix is by by far the team to beat. I think the Bucks will have an uphill battle 
facing the Phoenix Suns. Um, I really don't. Once you get Steph back, Golden State, they can shoot the lights out. I just don't think they have enough. Uh, Denver's solid, but I, I don't think Denver is is ready to to rise to the top yet. Um, but there's nobody else. Memphis, uh, John Moran is, is absolutely fantastic, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I just don't think they're ready to run yet, even though they've already locked themselves up in the postseason. They're there, 53 and 23. Uh, and, and the amazing thing about it is that Phoenix has 61 wins. Memphis has 53. If the Golden State Warriors, who are 13 and a half games back behind the Suns, were in the East, they would be leading the East. Think about that. Suns right now, or excuse me, the Warriors right now, 48 and 28 on the season, 13 and a half games behind Phoenix in the West. But if they were in the East, they would be leading the East. They would be tied with Miami for the top spot in the Eastern Conference right now. That's how good Phoenix is. Think about that. Uh, 877-867-1670, Hit us up. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll delve back into some of this uh, should we choose to do so. Otherwise, we can always go in a different direction. Today, much like yesterday, is one of those days where you got a lot of food on your plate. It's not piled up huge. It's not one big helping of something. we got a lot of little stuff to eat. So whatever you want to eat, get it. Call us. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. By all means, go ahead and give us a, give us a buzz. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and Bud Weiser, the official beer sponsor of the, uh, the broadcast, coming at you on the Brewers home opener. Brewers home opener. On April 14th, we're going to be live from Stenny's, second to National, Walker's Point. Going to be uh, opening things up right before we head down to American Family Field for the Brewers home opener. Make sure you come on down and join us on that special opening day broadcast. We cannot wait to do it. Cannot wait to do it. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We continue on. Glad to have you. Hey, our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. They got some good stuff and uh, good rubs, sauces. They've got hot sauces now that they're making, and they're veteran-owned. A couple of Marines put this thing together right here in Racine, Wisconsin, and uh, they've been doing well ever since, and it's all because of you. Uh, for many of you who listen to the program, and they, they do a lot of charity events, and they go out and grill in public and all that kind of stuff. But uh, good guys over there, go to burnpitbbq.com, support veterans, support a local business, and uh, get yourself some really good sauces and rubs in the uh, in the meantime. As tailgate season is upon us, that is burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com. Um Let's see here. Uh, by the way, Dave says free frosty today with the Bucks win. There you go. Uh, this one's on uh, from Taylor says, what's your thoughts on the transfer portal blowing up year, year after year? 
Do you think that that's a good or bad thing? Just curious if the uh, transfer portal is starting to take away from high school recruiting and scholarship offers. Um, I, I think you look at it depending on your team. I think, um, okay, there's two ways to look at this. Okay, let, let's let's step back for a second. I think the first way to look at this is if you are a kid who, and I, I've always thought the system was was somewhat, the system had rules and regulations because of problems in the past. Every rule comes from something that has gone down in the past. Usually boosters, um, universities working in conjunction with paying players and wanting to hang on to players. So I think anytime you give the student athlete an opportunity, especially when you're talking about, and I know they keep wanting to say, well, they're young adults, but let's be honest, we didn't really become adults until we were 25 or 30. Okay. You're still out partying. You're still out doing stupid stuff. It just depends on how fast you mature. Okay. So I think it's good to give these kids an opportunity to say, Hey, you know what? I think I made a mistake or this isn't for me. This isn't my fit. Um, and it also, the, the other way to look at this is, um, there are coaches out there who promise the world. And then once you get into the system, they forget about you. This gives you the opportunity to say, you lied to me and I don't want to be here. Or if you feel that, Hey, I, I, I think I'm really good and they're not going to play me. I don't see a future here. If you think that the transfer portal usually has some pretty good talent in it. It's not a bunch of rum dums and nobodies, and I don't mean to put people down, but it's usually for guys that are of some decent ilk that have um, have the ability to um, play somewhere else and start somewhere else almost right away. It's not uh, just a bunch of guys that just want to get out, unless, of course, say you're going home or you know, going to where your girlfriend's going to college or something like that. That's I, I don't look at the transfer portal as the escapability of the high school recruiting because you still got to go recruit. That's the lifeblood of any institution, any any sports program is recruiting. It just, to me, gives kids a little more power and a little more ability to make a mistake. If you go somewhere that you feel you're not going to play, you can leave. If you go somewhere that you, you get into that situation, you're like, this just isn't for me. I need to get out. You can go ahead and leave. Because when you get recruited and you come into a system, say, you know, say Wisconsin, Alabama, whatever, whatever big time recruit is, they put on the wares for you, man. They have you walk out on the field. They've got your picture up on the scoreboard. They pipe in crowd noise, you know, and you're like, wow. And then you get there and you find out that the coach, yeah, he's really not going to play you because somebody that he recruited decided to come there who's better. Um, you're a depth guy. You're not a starter. The crowd is not screaming for you. They're screaming for somebody else. Um, you're away from your parents. You're away from your family. You're away from your girlfriend. Or you want to go closer. Or the second choice that you thought you might want to go to, say, if it's not Wisconsin, say it's Arizona. And Arizona is lacking in that particular area. And you're like, you know what? This is a pretty good opportunity for it gives you a do-over. And it keeps you alive. And I like that. 
I mean, I'm not a big fan of paying players openly the way many have suggested, uh, but I am a fan of of some of the some of the rules the NCAA has had have been because there have been problems. I get it, but some of them are just ridiculous garbage. They're way too restrictive for the guys and the girls that make the money for the actual players and the student athletes. When you got coaches now, like that idiot down at LSU, when you got coaches making $10 million a year, you better give some of the power back to the people that are actually making the money. And not not get, you know, I shouldn't say not getting anything. I mean, they get an education, don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of players that aren't on scholarship that are in there making the money as well. And you want to give them a, a, a voice, and this gives them a voice. I like that. Coaches that leave their team as well with games left right. in the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, um, I, I, I don't know how you stop that. The free enterprise of poaching coaches. I, I don't know how you get around that. I really don't. Um, the, but, pro- the problem I have with it is it's because of the timeline of early signing and recruit in football, at least the reason these coaches leave early is because they think they have to get a head start because right. the early signing period happens so early in the calendar that yep. they think if they do the bowl game, they're going to be so behind in the recruiting, which isn't true, but that's the perception. So the only way right. to change it in theory would be to move all that back, but I don't think they'll do it. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, but like you said, it gives coaches, the, the coaches can move. Coaches can leave you hanging. So why not? Why not give some of the power back to the uh, student athlete? So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, 877-867-1670, We talked a lot about it yesterday. Uh, Greg says, what about the new overtime rule in the NFL? Uh, again, it's a participation trophy. I, I find it interesting, and I, I thought about this yesterday, that the NFL is going to accommodate an offense, the superstar quarterback. I get why they're doing it, okay? Fan hat on. You're paying quarterbacks as superstars 30, 40 million bucks to guide your team when the chips are down to bring you back and win ballgames. That's what you're doing. So we want to see that. As a fan, you want to see that. Okay? But also, and I, I said this this morning, I was on with uh, Dave Carney up in lacrosse. Aren't these defenses, postseason defenses, aren't they supposed to be at a postseason level? So what you're saying is, is, yeah, if your defense isn't good, we're going to give your your million dollar quarterback, pardon the pun, uh, an opportunity to score too. Why isn't the defense supposed to be just as good? They're a postseason defense, but that's not what the people want to see. The people want to see Josh Allen have a chance to get the ball after Patrick Mahomes went to Travis Kelsey to get the ball back and to take it back down the field. And to bring his team back to victory. That's what they want to see. And it gives them another 5, 10, 15 minutes of television time and big audience and more commercial time to add in in the postseason to be able to sell to the networks and the advertisers and all that kind of stuff. So I get it. I don't like it. I think it's the participation trophy for the postseason. But I get it. I understand it. Not uh, 
you know, not happy about it, but, you know, I'm sure it's going to be exciting. I'm sure at some point or another we're going to run across this and we're all going to be giddy over it and it's it's going to be great. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. They've got a big Bikes and Brews event coming up this Saturday night. Uh, go ahead and get your tickets now. Go to Wisconsin Harley or WISHD.com, WISHD.com, Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, just south of the highway. They're going to clear out the showroom. All the different brewing vendors, the craft brews are all going to be there. You can walk around with your little glass and do a tasting of all these different uh, vendors. There's going to be some good food there, some music there. Big event coming up Saturday night. Kind of get that that Harley-Davidson, that motorcycle riding flavor, that taste going a little bit. Smell the leather when you get in there. Smell the bikes when you get in there. Sit on a couple and uh, get yourself some good craft brews along the way. That's Bikes and Brews coming up on Saturday night. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. And I will see you over there this coming Saturday evening. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Down at TheNiceAsh.com. That's A-S-H. TheNiceAsh.com. Downtown uh, Main Street in Waukesha. 323 West Main Street to be uh, exact. And I was down there yesterday and stopped in and saw my buddy Mick. And uh, they've got a new bartender down there. Uh, her name is Kristen as well. So uh, my Kristen said hi to her, that Kristen. So we, we had a little bit of a, a hello. How you doing? But uh, nevertheless, great place. Uh, get down there quite often. Um, good music on the weekends, good whiskeys, good bourbons, scotches. They do it all down there. And uh, they have, uh, like I mentioned, entertainment on the weekend, poker downstairs, which the, the place downstairs is called the Ash Hole, which is kind of nice. So they've got all kinds of stuff going on down there. Stop down to the 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, to the nice Ash, and you're good to go. Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, this one's from Jacob, who says, don't forget quarterbacks and offense has four quarters to prove themselves. I, when it comes to the new NFL overtime rule, I agree. You and I and many, if you want to call it old school or just competitive people, we're all in agreement on this. It's, I understand why the NFL is doing it. it. It would be great viewing drama. It would have extended that drama another three, five, ten minutes and a couple more commercial opportunities for the NFL had Josh Allen had the – now, if Patrick Mahomes scores, think about this. Then they go, okay, Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, touchdown, and they kick the kick the PAT. Now they're up seven, right? And we'll be back right after this. Then they go to commercial break. Then the kickoff. Okay. Then they go to commercial break. Then they come back. So they've had two opportunities for commercials. They've extended the game broadcast. The audience in sudden death continues to grow. The numbers get bigger. You can therefore charge more, not only for the NFL to charge the networks, but the networks that then charge advertisers because the Nielsen ratings go up, and it all equals money. 
That's why. And we, as football fans, go, this is great drama. Love it. But in the back of your head, you're going, this sucks. It should have been over a quarter ago, you know. We get it. So there you go. But I get why they did it. I'm not going to knock them for it, but I get why why they did it. Um, this one's from our buddy Steve. He said, I'm loving the Brewer talk. Uh, being a longtime fan, I remember when they, they came back from Seattle. I don't think I can remember a stronger pitching staff in their history. Even going back to the 1982 team with Vuk and Sutton and Fingers and the rest, I do recall being a better staff. If they can stay healthy, I expect the crew to win 92 to 94 games this year. Last night's Bucks game was incredible, being down 14 and coming back to win it. Uh, was just a joy to watch. The late block by Giannis was huge. And the reversal of the goaltend was the right call, which, by the by the way, he, he's correct in that. I could be mistaken, but I think that the Bucks got a break on that, as I believe I saw Giannis swat the ball out of bounds after the block. The official called it a jump ball. As a result, uh, the 76ers didn't even get a shot off after winning the tip. Uh, did I see this wrong? Anyway, great game. Uh, the Bucks uh, they have a, a great chance to go deep in the playoffs. Having Brooke Lopez back and the defense of Wesley Matthews, huge, which he played really, really well last night. But the Brooke Lopez thing, I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, this could be another magical postseason run. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Uh, Steve, having Brooke Lopez back, and I made a note of this when I was down there when he appeared for the first time back at the Pfizer Forum when we uh, when the Bucks played the, Bull, the Bulls the other night. Um. He didn't have huge numbers. But what I watched was as they came into the paint and Brooke would take a step towards the shooter, didn't matter who it was. As he took a step towards the shooter, Brooke was just his presence changed the offense because of his presence, because of his rim protection ability. It changes things. So I, I agree. Having Brooke Lopez back is huge. He may not statistically change things dramatically, but he changed things offensively that then threw them out of a rhythm. And I agree with you. I think Brooke Lopez, if you want to talk about a guy to get back and a, a guy that can dictate things just by his presence on the court, that's Brooke Lopez. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Just, he, he does so much in freeing Giannis up as well. He frees up Giannis. And that's another big aspect of Brooke Lopez's game, without a doubt. Let's go to Mel, uh, Mark listening to us in Milwaukee. Mark, how you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, doing great, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, I, I just want to expand on what you were talking about with uh, Brooke Lopez. Really, I was really glad to see the fluidity of his three-point shot last night. You can kind of you can see that it's coming back to him. Um, the, just his mechanics of shooting outside the arc. Uh, you know, he drained like two in the row, I think, in the third quarter. They just looked just natural. And, uh, yeah, his presence is definitely being felt in the organization when, they're, when they get on the court. Um, I also would like to add that um, I think it's the Bucks. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's theirs to lose this year. They look awesome. And then to come back and, the, you know, win the third quarter, which they have been doing well all season, 
and then come back uh, from the deficit in the fourth quarter to win the game um, speaks volumes. Uh, also, I think the Suns, yes, they have a good record, but they don't. They aren't very good in the postseason. So I, it'll be interesting to see how how they defend the West Western Conference. So. Uh, Thanks for taking my call again, gentlemen. You guys have a great day. Uh, I appreciate it so much. I agree with what he said. I, I think the fluidity of Brooke, Brooke Lopez in that game, his first shot was a three against the Bulls. Drained it as easy as you and I breathe there. I mean, it was just a, a smooth-looking thing. Um, I think that the, the, the Bucks, when he says it's the Bucks to lose, the Eastern Conference is the Bucks to lose. The championship... I think they are going to have, if I had to pick the best team in the NBA right now, I, I, I think it's Phoenix. I think Phoenix just, I, I just, top to bottom, I, I just look at what they've got going on, and I, I just, I like everything about them. I like Devin Booker. I like, I, I like Aiton. Uh, you know, Chris Paul, obviously, goes without saying. The, the fact that not only does Chris, Chris Paul doesn't even have to be the top scorer on that team. Devin Booker's your top scorer. Chris Paul is just, he's like the conductor. You know, he's just the maestro of being able to move the ball around, create opportunities. I mean, he he just, I think he's averaging double-digit assists, if I'm not mistaken, but he's just, he's, it's just a different flow when he's on the court. The ability to handle the, the, the basketball and dish it to Bridges or Johnson or, you know, Frank the Tank even gets a few points per game. He's upped his game this year. Don't forget about the Wisconsin connection. So I, I think, quite honestly, I think it's, it's, uh, it's the Suns to lose championship-wise. As much as I love what the Bucks have going on, I think it's the Suns to lose. The Suns are by far right now the best team in the NBA. When they are healthy, they're the best team in the NBA. Now, you just got everybody back on the floor for the first time since Moses was a baby with Chris Middleton, um, Drew Holiday, and, and Giannis, and now Brooke is back. So that in that realm, everything is flowing in the right direction for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I like Giannis's attitude last night. He said, look, we, we got to take, you know, they're going to set them up. We're going to knock them down. If we're going to be the best again, we, we've got to go through this stretch. They've got the toughest schedule in the East for the remainder of the season. This is going to be playoff basketball damn near every night getting them to the uh, finish line of the regular season. So this is this is great for them. It's like you're already playing playoff basketball, fighting for spots here, jockeying for position. So I like what's going on. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Hit us up. Give us a shout. We would love to hear from you this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there in New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And uh, they're getting it done with a 98% success rate, 98% success rate right now. And uh, they can help you out. All you got to do is call 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. If you say have low T, maybe you don't even know you have it, but you're sluggish, you're moody, you're just kind of out of it midday. You're like, why am I falling asleep at the job? This could be why if you're over the age of 30. Stop in, takes 10 minutes. 10, 15 tops. Get your numbers checked. They'll check your numbers and go, hey, you're low on this. You need this. You need that. What do you think? And then you go from there. Or if you're putting on the poundage and you want to take it off as summer starts to approach and you want to look better, feel better, 
go for the all-in-one weight loss program. That's our friends over at New Mail Medical. But you can't do anything if you don't give them a call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. I love it when people get in touch with me when they, um, you know, they support some of the people that support the show. And uh, I got Ben who uh, went to downtown Milwaukee this past week. He said he stopped into San Giorgio, one of the best pizzas he's ever had. He said, I asked for the Bill Michaels and the girl looked at me kind of funny. And then Robin, Robin is the, uh, the, the master pizza maker down there. He said, uh, Robin came over and said, I got you. And then paired it up with the Point Brewing Cider Boys. And he said, Bill Michael's Pizza was fantastic. My wife had the San Giorgio. I never knew it had an egg in it. It does. It's got a raw egg in the middle of it. They drop the raw egg in, and then they put it in the oven, and then it cooks, obviously. And then it, it's, it's, it sounds worse than it, than it. It's an unbelievably wonderful pizza, but you got to try it. He said, my wife was really surprised at actually how good it was. Great time. Uh, and hospitality down there was fantastic. Thanks for the heads up. I'm telling you, when you go down there and do that, you see Gino, you see Robin, you see Alex, the server over at Calderon, all of them. Um, Alessandro, they're all fantastic people. Just stop in and tell them we said hi. But, Ben, thank you so much for the email. I really, really appreciate it. Whenever we get a chance to uh, kind of point some things out regarding our sponsors, whether it's San Giorgio, Calderon Club, they pair that up with uh, our friends from Point Brewing and, and Cider Boys. Um, it's just so good. So good. So uh, thank you so much for the very kind email. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Tricia says, what are the odds that the Brewers get to 100 wins this season? I have a bet with my husband that they do. Tricia, I, I think it's high. I don't think you're high. I love your optimism. But I think 100 wins is high. I think you're probably better off at 94. 95, something like that. But you know what? Um, a couple of games fall their way. They get a little bit of luck, and you could be sitting in the money. Now it depends on what you bet. I don't know what you bet. Good article uh, from Yahoo Sports, uh, MLB betting. The Brewers of all teams might be a good World Series value bet. And this one's by uh, Frank Schwab. Excuse me. Frank says uh, there are some teams that are better than 10% chance to win the World Series based on the prospectus of Pecota standings, uh, which is P-E-C-O-T-A. The first two are obvious. The Dodgers at Bet MGM with five plus 500 odds, 17.7%. The New York Yankees are the other. And the Yankees, it's funny because in many different areas, with the two biggest payrolls, in many different areas, the Yankees aren't even picked to win their own division. Uh, it, it could be Toronto or Tampa Bay. Uh, the third team that has a better than 10% chance to win it all how about a team that hasn't even been to a World Series since 1982? That's right. Your Milwaukee Brewers. If you're looking for a value play in a World Series futures bet, maybe it's the Brewers. Yeah. The release of the standings by Baseball Prospectus in an annual event for the Stat Nerds 
It's a great resource to cross-check season wins and all that kind of stuff. The Brewers are pretty far ahead of everybody else but the Dodgers and the Yankees. They've got a 10.1% chance of winning it all. The White Sox have the fourth best at 7.7%. But that doesn't match the odds right now by BetMGM. Uh, the Brewers are tied for the ninth best odds at 16 to 1 based on the implied odds. That's about a 5.9% chance of winning. But the Brewers in the Bakota standings are third best, third opportunity to go and win the World Series at 10.1%. So if you're looking for an odds bet to throw some ducats down, throw some cash down on this thing. You might want to throw some money down on the Milwaukee Brewers with the odds being what they are. The Brewers actually line up on fan graphs as it's 6.1%, which is lined up more in line with uh, BetMGM. But there are reasons to believe the Brewers could be quite good this season. They have an impressive top three at the beginning of their rotation. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. The bullpen anchored by Josh Hader, perhaps the best reliever in baseball. The bats, here's the question mark, they disappear in the playoffs the last few seasons. The offense just is the issue. They're looking for a big-time boon of Christian Yelich. If he goes back to close to being the MVP form, after two bad seasons, the Brewers are the favorite. If you buy into the Brewers' playoff odds, 81.9% of fan graphs, 93.8% of Pakoda, you'd at least have a playoff team at plus 1,600 odds. When October rolls around, the Brewers might not have the money or the minor league system depth to make a huge move at the deadline, but they've been aggressive before, and if hitting is decent and the pitching stays healthy, the Brewers could win it all. Maybe they're going to look like the uh, good bet on the World Series odds. That hasn't been the case since 1982, but the Brewers could be the odds-on favorite to win it all. How about that? How about that? I've been it, – it's nothing shocking here, my friends. Nothing that's out of the norm. Nothing that is, this is strictly master of the obvious. But if the Brewers are going to win it all, the number one thing, that, I mean, obviously health. you got to stay healthy, and the pitching has to remain the same. But the number one thing is you got to get something out of Christian Yelich. I look at this season for Christian Yelich, and this is what we'll talk about coming up in the next hour. I look at this season for Christian Yelich as a boomer or a bust. I look at this season for Christian Yelich as was it good to pay him or is that contract nothing more than toilet paper in one of the stalls down in American Family Field? If he doesn't come back close to form, 285, 280, 25 home runs, 85 RBI, strikeout to walk ratio has to be better. That type of thing on base percentage, OPS, all that stuff. If that does not rise to the level that you're expecting, then I start to really question the means by which Christian Yelich got that contract. Because where did it go? Where did it go? Gone. I'm going to say he had a couple of good years, but ultimately the back of his baseball card is 265, 12 home runs, 70 RBIs. And strikeouts and walks are somewhat similar. But this is because this is a year and a half now of subpar offense coming out of Christian Yelich. But my question is going into the next hour, 
Is this the, and again, Christian Yelich proved it to get the deal, to get the contract. He proved it. Is this the year, though, that he has to prove that he's worthy of the deal? Otherwise, do you start to raise the eyebrow on the remainder of the career of Christian Yelich as being one of those ugh, bad contracts? Think about that. Think about that through the top of the hour. I want to talk a little bit about the importance of this season for Christian Yelich. Because you got to start to wonder if he's like, if he's two and a half years in, if he if he goes this season, hits 265, 12 home runs, 65 to 70 RBI, with protection, with a DH, all that stuff behind him. Do you start to look at it and go, ugh, it's a bad deal for the Brewers. That's where we're at. That's what we're going to talk about coming up in the next hour. Also, we got a lot to get to. Got a lot to get to. Going to talk with Jim Ozarski today. Ben Wargle is going to join us coming up here in about 20 minutes. Want to talk a little Badger, a little Badger football. Will Salmon covering the Brewers for the Athletic. Going to join us uh, coming about an hour from now. We'll get more into this. But I do want to ask the question, is this the prove-it year for Christian Yelich? Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.